This is Dion Grant from the New York Giants Super Bowl champ, and you're watching Real Fans Real Talk. We're just trying to get the people what they want, man. That's all we doing. We just trying to get the people what they want. <laughs> Shout out to the group chat. Oh, if y'all can hear it. <laughs> Yeah, if they can hear us. If y'all can hear us, shout out, shout out to the group, baby. to the whole group, man. Everybody in there, man. Hope everybody is 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 good, man. This shit was active this week. Facts. It was active this week, but it wasn't it wasn't enough confrontation for me though. It was kind of it was a little, well, cause was a little too much kumbaya in that joint this week. It was the Pro Bowl week. You know what I'm saying? You know, Pro Bowl week is crazy. I guess yeah. <laughs> got chalk it up. Everybody tonight, was. So. Uh, Everybody was tense with the trade deadline coming up and all. Mm -hmm. NBA joke. You know this week everybody going in. You know that. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out when I'm gonna throw some shekels on. I know I gotta get the get a parlay going or something for the for the game. Oh yeah, I got one. I think about putting another one, another bet in. Um, I'm sure I will because they send like the like mad promos every day, so I'm sure they're gonna keep sending them joints. So sure. I'm sure I'm gonna get one and just be like, right, let me get another fucking. Baby. Yo, y'all hear me? Yeah, I hear you, Eric. Yes, sir. Can you hear us? Uh, I don't know. I guess like I said, the mic is out. Okay. Yeah, I can hear y'all. I think yeah, so. It's fine. I'm rocking like this though. Okay. We ain't here, baby. We ain't here. Yes. Uh, as you mentioned, shout out to the group chat for the love of the game. As we always do, man. You got any questions, comments, send them in. We're gonna answer them right here live, man. It's a it's a big, big show tonight, fellas. We got the Super Bowl, uh, less than 48 hours away. We just had the trade deadline yesterday. Um, man, we've been active this week. Trip, you know, we had school B. We just posted some clips of that episode that's going crazy right now. Real fans, real talk. Hey yo, let me start off, man. Give me some background on the homie street. Young Will, I, I real quick, if you don't mind. I see he pulled the uh I seen he pulled the uh the trade to New Orleans. Uh mm -hmm. the CJ McCollum joint. No, that's, that's yeah, so Scoop 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 been an NBA journalist. Scoop been an NBA journalist what since he was like twelve, right? Yeah, like twelve years old. He used to cover the Nets when he was when he was younger. Damn, for real? Oh, okay. Yeah. Scoop been when they were still in minute. when they were still in Jersey, he used to cover them. That's cool. Facts. Right. Facts. Facts. So uh, always in. Do we write for somebody? Always good. Always good. Contact. Do we write for somebody right now? Yeah, he works on for a couple of different. He he just he just um. Valley uh, Sports. Yeah, and then he did. I don't know if you saw. You, there's a clip right now, floating around. Um, with Meek. Uh, I mean, with Meek. With, with Memphis Bleak. Uh, talking about Nas and Jay Z in a versus battle. Oh, it's here. It's it's Scoop and, and Memphis. Yeah. Like it just it just it just Damn. dropped it just dropped today. They they did uh went live today for um Bovado, which is the one of them sports betting joints. Yeah. So he 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 he's on he's on he's on three different things right now. Three different platforms. He's on he's on Spotify, he's on Bovada, and he's on what's the other one? Something with a B. I forget the other one. It got what would it be? Let me look to look it up. Um That's real cool. But yeah, but not nah, uh uh Bally's. There you Valley go. Sports. Yes, there you go. So. Yeah. Yeah, he got the 
He just he just uh, got the the uh, partnership with with uh, Spotify, so he's doing Mondays on Spotify at five p.m. Uh, and then uh, Bally's and Bavada kind of go hand in hand um, because he writes and he he does a lot of the uh, content for Bally's. But then with Bavada, they'll have special guests. They also cover some of the sports betting side of things. So he busy man. He heavy in the game man. He was actually just down in D.C. yesterday for the uh, for the Nets Wizards game. Oh, uh, was he okay? That's goals right there, man. That's good. That's good for him. Right. Shout out to Scoop, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Scoop. Scoop, Scoop, a good dude, man. He shows us a lot of love. He came on the show when we was actually still in in studio. He used to come on, so he's still, you know, he rocking with us, man. Shout out to Scoop for sure. How did y'all? Um, how did y'all? Live? So Scoop, Trip, I, I believe Trip got the contact with him. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you know well, but we we the last well. Four years prior to COVID, we had did a a two K tournament, a charity event, um, okay. at, the, at the Barclays Center. So, the our our connect at the Barclays Center is actually friends, um, with with Scoop. So he actually mm-hmm. called us to to do the because the first year we had it at like a bar, but he called us to come do it at the Barclays Center the second year. So like I think like the third year he linked us up with Scoop because he knows what Scoop does. So he linked us up with him, and then you know that's like usually like we build we build relationships with with the guests that that come on the show. And that's just I mean like okay. if we just have at a, a, a event with a bunch of celebs and we just get you know, but when guests like come on the show like we develop a relationship with them. So you know they'll either be like recurring guests or just like yo if we doing something yo what's up blah 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 and then you know vice versa. That's cool, man. I was, yeah, I was just curious because it, um, it sounded like uh, he was, you know, polished, like he was a professional at it. I was, yes. I was, I was just wondering, you know, yeah. No, facts, facts. Hold up, bro. What you trying to say? You saying I'm not polished, bro? You, what, you, what you saying, bro? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I just, it sounded like, <laughs> yeah, like. I'm joking, yeah, bro. Like, I'm joking. You know, I'm talking about that, like, uh, that radio voice, you know, they just sound like he'd been on. He been on a couple shows before. Yo, and I can't, I can't even, I nah, can't nah, even. Nah, sure, man. Hold on, I got some, I got some big news, right? I don't know if I can share it on this live right now because I don't, because we live. So I'm, a, I'm gonna let y'all know afterwards, all right? But it's, but just know it's about to be lit, lit, all right? And, we, and everybody, everybody's gonna see because we're gonna bring it to the, we're, we're gonna bring this one to the lot. We're gonna bring it to the group. Cause we can't go, we can't do it on live, but we're gonna bring it to the group once this, once everything is 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 taken care. Of, once we record, shoot this interview. But oh, y'all, y'all, get, y'all got a good get. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give y'all a hint. I'm just gonna give y'all one hint. This person is somebody that we've been talking about a lot over the past two lives. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Don't ask me no more questions. That's all I'm giving y'all right now. If y'all been following the lives and y'all been watching, maybe you might be able to guess it. Eric, well, I'll tell y'all off the air because some stuff we got to say for the, you know, we got to hit y'all yeah, with the gonna, gifts every once in a while. We're going to, we're going to, yeah, just going to tease it a little bit. Pause. Um, <laughs> but let's get into it tonight. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> You gotta throw the pause up there. You just, you know Fast. It's Friday. It's Friday night. Sometimes people get a little beside themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let, let's get into some. Let's get into some things, though, man. Um, let's start with the trade deadline. We we gonna get our Super Bowl picks a little later on. 
Let's start with the trade deadline. A couple big names moving. Obviously, the biggest one was the Sixers Nets swapping Harden for Ben Simmons. Um, Will, your boys were, were active as well. They didn't move Bradley Bill. I know you were hoping that was the move they made, yeah. but you did bring in Przingis, uh for Bertans and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, Lakers didn't make a move trip. Knicks didn't make a move for me. So, Will, I want to start with you. What was, I guess, your reaction to, to the NBA trade deadline? Um, it's crazy because I was at work, right? And me and my boys at work was talking. Like, we had ESPN up. And I was like, man, it's going to be just like every year. It's going to be a dead trade deadline day. Everybody's anticipating all these moves. and ain't nothing going to happen. And literally, like, five minutes later, the uh, Harden swap got announced. The Harden and uh, for Ben Simmons joint got announced. I was like, oh, all right, so we got one. We got we got one move. This is, Okay, so we so we breaking that down, which, by the way, I like for both sides, for both teams. I, I like the trade. Then we like, okay, all right. Then we chilling some more. And then all of a sudden, it's another red banner on the bottom of the screen. It's had the Wizards up there, so I'm like, "Oh, okay, what, what are we, what are we doing?" And they say, "You know, we got rid of uh, Davis Bertans, bum ass, and uh, Spencer Dunwitty." So I was like, "Okay, cool." Wait, wait, hold Dunwitty. on, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. I can't let you disrespect my main man Spencer Dinwiddie like that. Hold on, Eric. You know how I, I feel about, about that. Say, Eric, you don't fault? understand. All right, all right. Is that your fault? Yeah, that's his people right, right there. Right. Oh, oh, all right. Well, but you know the meme. You know the meme. What the dude be like? <laughs> my bad, bro. All right, but no, us, it's, not, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Us? All right. Well, us, he was nothing. He did nothing. He did nothing for me. Now he did have. A, and, he did have a down year though. Yeah, and Eric will tell you, like from the group, like before, when we when we brought him before we brought him in, when it was just talks about getting done with it, I was not really with that because I was in the, I was in the spot, well, not 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 most so about his game, mm-hmm. but why are we gonna bring in? I didn't see why bringing in a point guard at, at the dollar amount that he was gonna get, how that made any sense for the team. It was just a bad. I think it was just a bad signing for the team financially and a bad fit basketball-wise where you, we, it was obvious he didn't mesh with the team at all. Um, so that move, I saw that come across, and then you see everything else dropping. I mean, it was like this was probably one of the more um, eventful trade deadlines we've seen in a while. No, that's 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 definitely a fact. Can I say this one thing too about Spencer Dinwiddie? Because the injury that he's coming off of, you know, usually it take you about a season to get back to where you were. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on this year, just because he's, you know, this is his first time being back off that season and an injury. So, and then if you if you are in a situation where it just it doesn't work, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's easier. To, to, to have that that type of, of down season. Um go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Will. But the reason why I think like what were we really getting anyway is because I look at before the injury, he's averaging twenty a game on a horrible Nets team. A whole I mean that was a, it was a, it was a bad team. And I can say like I say with Brad, you I mean you might look like your numbers might look one way, but when you on a bad team 
it's like who else gonna get them buckets? You know what I'm saying? Especially when you got the ball in your hand a lot. So so were we really getting a twenty point per game point guard? Or were we getting a point guard that was the you know, one of the best players on the floor for a horrible team, you know? Yeah, but the and Nets now, still, and, and since he, and, they were going they were since he didn't the really playoffs, have a big though. history of pooping. What'd you say? They still made the they still made the playoffs um the year before that. Yeah, they did. So they weren't they like they weren't bad. Now they they were they weren't what they I mean, are what, now. What were they eight? But they, I mean, they, they were they, what, the eight, they were they were a low seed, but they were a playoff team though. Yeah, yeah. I like I need more. I need I just I needed more of a body of work. D'Angelo Russell was I, was, a, was an all star that 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 last year when he was with when he was when they was together. I said, D'Angelo Russell was an all star for them that year when they um yeah year before that. Which is exactly what I'm saying. Is D'Angelo Russell an All Star player, or is he, or is, is he somebody that got a lot of opportunity on a bad team? That, I mean, that's exactly what I'm trying to yeah. say about Spencer. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I, and I say the same thing about Bradley Bill. You you're not really a a star. You just get buckets because ain't nobody else out there to get them. Yeah. And with with them with I didn't have the body of work, especially coming off of, of the injury he had to give him fifty four million dollars for three years. I thought it was a a horrible move. But what I like about my GM is with the Dinwiddie contract, with Davis Breton's horrible contract that he signed the year before, instead of a lot of GMs will, will you know, be stubborn and, and try to make that shit work and say, so they don't look bad and, like, you know, make the con- make make the dude play it out. Well, what I'm encouraged with where we go, the direction the Wizards are going is this GM is like, oh, he can, he can own his mistakes and, and cut bait. You know what I'm saying, and and that is encouraging as a fan for a moribund team. You know what I'm saying. That's encouraging, and at least we got a guy that can admit his faults, try to clean them up, and move on, and then move forward. Well, one, you know, one of the things that Scoop was telling us um, on the so, show is that they don't really rock with Bradley Bill out there like they used to rock with John Wall. Oh yeah, that's facts. Yeah, you can you can see that. Like, and that's the organization. The, the 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 players and the fan base. I mean, that's I don't. John Wall. I used John Wall's my son. I, I've always called him, that was my son. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I even in the last God know my heart. All right, this it's just my heart. The last 24 48 hours, I've been like, man, John, but only got two years left on that thing on that on that super max. He only got two left on there. Man, we need a point guard. We, our point guards are, are Howell Neto and Ish Smith. And Ish is my guy. It, another movie made yesterday. It's Troy, I mean, I, I'm not Troy. Eric would tell you, Ish is my guy. You know what I'm saying? That was, that's, my, that's my backup point Like, I got a lot of love for Ish for some reason. But we don't really have a point <laughs> guard. And I was like, man, John, he got a, uh, he got guaranteed money next year. And then a player, mm. The city, the city would go nuts if John came back, and I think now with the kind of with the players that are or the other players on the team, it would be a lot better fit for John. Like you, you got to think when he was here before, it was a lot of guys that were were post players. Like he gave, he made, he gave, he he made Gortat a lot of money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Facts. He made Marcel Gortat a lot Facts. of money because I mean that's that was like he he made uh, Nene eat. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Think and think of these guys what they've been able to do in other spots, not what they did with John. Now you got shooters on the team. You got you got a guy that can uh, hit open jumpers in the in the young boy, the rookie. uh, I call him Jackie Moon. I forget Corey Kispert. (laughs) You got uh, my man Kuzma, who can knock down the open jumper, kind of like a younger Reza used to do. Um, And so y'all liking Kuzma out there? I, they kind of play, and then of course you got Brad. That kind of plays into what John does with his ability to drive and, and uh, kick and dish and all. So as a, in my heart, God know my heart, I was like, man, do I want my son son back? But that's just that's the whole that's the fan in me, a hundred percent. That ain't I ain't think of that ain't nothing else like, you know, what I'm saying business wise, nothing else. I just I love to see. I'm like, all right, let's bring. We gonna keep Brad anyway. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep him anyway. And they made it, every indication years, that they will not trade him. Will they bring John back? Do you think in two years, John Wall will have anything on, on the team? What'd you say, Trip? Do you think in two years, John Wall will have anything left in the tank as far as being a solid starter? Um, That's a tough one because we haven't seen him. You know, all, I've, all we see him is, is uh, summer league videos. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Yeah. Everybody looked nice on these summer league tapes and stuff. We haven't seen them on the floor. Um, my thinking is maybe all this time with, you know, Houston not playing them, that, you know, he hasn't played basketball really in two years. Is, is that fresh legs? Yeah. Is, you know what I'm saying? That's, like you got to – like it's, without seeing him, it's hard to tell if it would be fresh legs or if it would be mad rust. You know, so it's it's kind of tough. But I'd be willing to roll the dice because look, if if we're not going to draft a point guard that's going to make a difference, yeah, and with them constantly middling around eighth to eleventh in the East, you're not gonna you're not gonna propel yourself in that top five where you can get a a true impact guy. And we're not getting free agent point guards to come to to Washington. So with if you if you can't draft the impact point guard and you can't attract the impact point guard. You know, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So, I know the city would be psyched if John came back. Um, I don't really know what that relationship with him and Ted ended up being like when he left, though, because of because the breakup was kind of sour, you know, with John and the gang sign stuff. and It was, it was kind of a sour breakup, but I would love to run it back. I mean, what, what else are we going to do? If... if if he, if you, if you got another answer for point guard, not like you guys in particular, but if yeah. anybody got an answer for point guard for me, then let me know. You know what I'm saying? Holler, group chat for the love of the game. Let me know. <laughs> but I don't see nobody else out there that's going, you know, come to the city and have an impact like John potentially could. Yeah, I mean, for the Wizards, they're in a, they're in a tricky spot um, because they've tried to spend the last two years building it around Brad, and so you would have to, like you said, you would have to change course and now find a point guard. To, that could mesh with these young guys. I don't think Brad comes back. Brad is going to opt out this summer. Uh, I think Brad opted for the surgery because he knew he wasn't going to get moved. And it was one of the things that, to Tripp's point, that's what Skip, I mean, Scoop mentioned when he talked about the relationship with John Wall and the city. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, he said, John Wall's impact on the city is felt similar to the way AI is, is beloved in, in Philadelphia where the fan base in their eyes, John could do no wrong, and they love him for the sacrifice he made. And in turn, Bradley Bill kind of inherited the team 
he wasn't a fan favorite. So Scoop also told us he leading up to it, he didn't think Brad was going to get moved. He thought that their asking price was still too high and Brad wasn't going to get moved. And ironically, within 24 hours of us recording with Scoop, the news broke that Brad was going to opt for surgery. So I think Brad knew I'm not leaving and I'm not going to play the rest of the season and make it worse. So let me just take the surgery. I think he's out of there, though. I don't think y'all getting Brad back is going to be some sort of sign and trade in the offseason. To your point of a point guard, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be very tricky to find one because there are very few impact guards that are available. You're going to keep finding guys like Spencer Dinwiddie that are on the free agency market, and then you got to make a choice if you want to bring them in. Or, honestly, the, the, the best possibility for you guys this offseason may be a guy like Jalen Brunson, who's probably not going back to Dallas. But does Jalen Brunson move the needle enough, though, for you? That would be no. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, don't, I don't think so either. See, I think we had a – go ahead, Trip. No, I, I'll agree. I don't oh, think so said, yeah. yeah. But last summer we had the opportunity, like when I was saying – when I said I didn't want Dinwiddie, who I was targeting, well, who made less money, and for me as a better player was Patty Mills. I thought we should have went hard after Patty Mills. Of course, he picked to go play with KD. You know, I, he probably wouldn't have picked us, but did we even try? You know what I'm saying? I think that would have been a way better fit. He's a better shooter. Uh, I think he sees the floor better. He's got a championship pedigree, and he, he he was coached by one of the best coaches in the league. So I, I felt like that was that was a, a much better fit was to go after a Patty Mills, but that's the kind of guards that – see, I shouldn't be – that shouldn't be my target. That A, a player with Patty Mills and ceiling shouldn't be the best we could do. And unless you draft a guy, like, what you going to do, get a John Morant or something like that? We haven't drafted an impact guy since, since Brad and John. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I say John is way, has way more impact than Brad has as a, as an um, NBA player. So, And that was 2010. They haven't been fortunate to get a top pick in a while. Yeah. But- yeah. That's that's with that middling. See, we got luck. The John year was even lucky because they only had like a two point one percent chance to get the number one pick that year. Yeah. We just, you know, the balls bounced for us um, in the right way. Pause. <laughs> but hold on, when y'all <laughs> refresh my memory, and I, I was gonna bring it up. I was gonna look it up real quick. Refresh my memory though. Y'all took Danny Avidija. Not this past draft, the previous draft, right? This is his second year with you guys. This year. Didn't you have a chance to take Halliburton? Uh, yes. Because cause then he went seventh. Sixth or seventh. Mm-hmm. Halliburton was what, 11th? So, yeah, Halliburton went, went 11 for 12 to Sacramento. I mean, don't get me wrong, and I'm not knocking the Wiz because the, the Knicks missed that opportunity as well. We end up taking Obi at eight, um, and we, we passed on him as well. But my point is, there's opportunities to take some guys. Now, you may not get the dynamic guard. I think, I think Halliburton's a really good young guard. Mm. Is he the dynamic guard in the mode of a John Moran or a John Wall? No, he's not going to wow you in that way. He's gonna, yeah. But he's, he can do everything on the court, and he's a true point guard. So there is hope to still get a guy, you know, later in the lottery. But Tommy Shepard and those guys, they're going to have to scout well. They're going to have to really do their due diligence and and single out a guy who could fit fit your style. Um, 
I, I can't think of the kid's name now. The the the, the kid that the Hawks got in the, late in the first round last year, uh, in this past draft, I should say that he comes off their bench. He plays a couple minutes. I can't think of his name now. I, I got. I'm gonna have to look him up. But there's guys available. I don't know if Patty Mills would have made you happy either, though. Well, to be honest, because Patty, he's good in that role with Brooklyn, but he's not suited to play 30 plus minutes anymore. He's a guy that's good for 20, 22, 24 minutes coming off the bench and fits a role. If you want him to come in and play 30, 35 minutes, I don't think he's suited for that anymore. I agree with that, but that's that's not what I wanted him to do anyway. I wanted. So who's going like, to facilitate like the with, offense, though? Like, you trusting that to Patty Mills in that situation? Because if he's your point guard. In like, Washington? Yeah, in Washington. Who, like, he's – I've never seen him – known him to be much of a floor general. I would have went with – I would have went with a combination of Mills and I would have held on to Ish Smith. And it would have been Brad's show where, he, where it would have been 30-point Brad again. That's two small now you guards, got though. That's, that's, that's two really – Short guards, because this I mean, yeah. is like it's like what he's like five, five ten or five eleven something like that. He's he's not. He's nah, not. it's just probably six one. Nah, it's, it's I it's six one. Okay, and I think he might be six a, one. Six feet, six foot. And, and I and I look, yeah, I look back really quickly. I mean, I know I know we getting a little off topic, but like I said, th- there's opportunity for the Wiz if they single out guys. And and that draft two years ago, we talked about. Even though I like Denny, mm-hmm. good ball player. But the opportunity to take Halliburton or Maxi would have been there. You're right. So you know, either one of those guys would have fit exactly what you were looking for, and you didn't, then you wouldn't have to over overpay for a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie. So it's going to be up to the Wiz to figure that thing out, That's man. One, one um, little key thing about I put the pull up real quick. Well, two mm-hmm. quick points. This whole conversation I haven't even brought up Chris That's Porzingis. And number two, which is wild. <laughs> and number two, you know what I'm saying? We haven't even brought up his name. And number two, uh, the last three draft picks in the first round for the Wizards, which would be uh, Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, and uh, Rui Hachimura, none of them start. Yeah. That's bad. Your last three first round picks. None start. That's a problem. Yeah, you don't you don't grab guys in the first round to come off the bench, especially not as high as they drafted yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah, those are those are lottery picks. Yeah, that aren't starting. That's a problem. Um, we, we obviously we we started on the the, the net Sixers, and I want to circle back to something. Trip, I want I want to start with you. Who you think won that trade? Because I I find it kind of entertaining some of the takes I'm hearing on who won this trade. Uh, and, and why they believe this team won it. So for you, who won that trade? To be honest with you, bro, I, I really think they both won. Because, you know, you, you look at Philly and you got rid of an all-star and you brought back an MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think him and Joel Embiid are going to be a very good... Uh, one-two punch for that team. Like I think, I, like I think they're gonna really turn up the second half of, of the season. I think they're in sixth place right now. I think the last time I checked, they were in six. But I think they start shooting up, uh, you know, fast. And you know, they 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 were able to keep uh Maxi, which is good because he's another uh all defense uh team. 
player. So yeah, you know, you got rid of you get you you lose Ben Simmons and in his um you know all defense capabilities, but you still got Maxi there. And you bring in somebody who is definitely not afraid of the moment. James Harden will shoot the ball a thousand times a game if you give him the opportunity. Um, it's going to take a lot of pressure off Embiid because now he doesn't have to do everything for the team. And they were missing, uh, you know, a, a lot with with scoring. Like, you know, what I'm saying, even though I know Ben Simmons is only averaging, I think, like 14, 16 a game, something like that, last season, but. During the regular season, they were in first place. They they finished the season in first place, so that's a, a, a huge contribution that you're not getting anymore. And James Harden is going to make up for a lot of that. Then on the other side, to the on on the Nets end, I think the biggest part about that was that they were able to get Andre Drummond in that deal. He fills a huge void uh, for the, for the Nets because you know I love I love Lamarcus Aldridge, but he's 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 past his prime. Um, he's he's starting to to get, well not starting because he's been injury prone for a little while. He keeps getting getting banged up. Blake Griffin ain't jumping over cars, and he ain't do that for you know in a long time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So their their bigs aren't you know that good. Andre Drummond is a huge upgrade. I know his numbers are a little bit down um, from what he was averaging um, the year before that with LA, and then obviously years before you know the, the Detroit years. Um, but he you know. He's going to make a huge difference for that team. And then, oh, yeah, we just threw in another one of the top three-point shooters in, in the league in Seth Curry. Plus, we just added an all-NBA defender who can pretty much guard one through four. Um, You know what I mean? And even if you don't want to take that shot, guess what? We got two NBA champion, you know, one multiple-time MVP that – are not ever going to be afraid of that moment and, and being afraid to take that shot. So all you have to do for us, if you want to score ten points a game, just give me just just give me my assists, give me my rebounds, and lock down whoever's in front of you. And I'm okay with that because we got arguably the best player in the world right here. We got Kyrie Irving right here. When Joe Harris comes back, you got another one of the top three point shooters, you know, in in the league. You still got you still got Patty Mills, who's a, who's another great shooter. So I think honestly, I think both teams won, man. Uh, Will, before I know the Trip is being diplomatic because he's from Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> Will, go ahead, man. Let me know. <laughs> let me know who you think uh, won this trade, man. Man, and the winner is man, like Trip said. It's not really a loser in this. I think you can just say who will benefit more because I think both teams are going to benefit from the moves that was made. It needed to be. That's a good way to put it. You know what I'm saying? Because Philly had to get rid of Ben Simmons. And you for a time, you were hearing like Buddy Hield and, I mean, you know what I'm saying, packages like that. And you bring it back a Hall of Famer and, and, and Harden and – you know what? A, a motivated James Harden's a great basketball player. If they don't, if they're not getting the James that was just in in Brooklyn, then Philly, with him and Joel, and the role players that they still kept, you know what I'm saying? The young guys they still got. Mm-hmm. Man, you talk like that, that trade. Philly benefited from that because now 
that they are a serious contender for to go to the finals. Where before I I didn't, you know, when you had when you just had Ben Simmons at home and that that slot was not being utilized, they were they were probably going to bounce in the first round to be to me to be honest. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at them and, and them in Brooklyn as you know it's 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 and you know you can't sleep on Milwaukee and Miami. The East is like when you look at it, the East is kind of stacked at the top. They got a big four, but with Philly, yeah, with with but with Philly making that move, and then when you look at Brooklyn, like everything Trip said, you add in the shooting of Seth Curry, you know what I mean? You get you add in the defense of Simmons, and I want to see a motivated Ben Simmons. And when you got the shooters that he's <laughs> playing with around him, and, and you got, I don't think it's arguable. I think you the best player on earth. It's Kevin Durant, and when he comes back, Ben's not going to have to do what was expected of him in Philly. Not that he was expected to do a lot, except for be a professional basketball player and shoot when you're open. I mean, that, you know, what I'm saying that's <laughs> that's not a large expectation. But he's going. I think in, in Brooklyn, he's going to be that more a thousand percent point guard. You know, what I mean, he doesn't really. They don't. He doesn't need to score at all in Brooklyn. Well, he needs to set everybody up. And also, I think one impact that – I mean, everybody knows he can play D, but now KD's not guarding the best offensive player across from them anymore. Mm-hmm. Ben is. So think what that's going to do as far as KD, uh, his stamina and energy down the stretch of these big games. I mean, Thanks. not that he even needed more as it was, but it was a lot on his plate because KD's a guy that will go guard LeBron. Yeah. For instance, you know what I mean. Now you got Ben that can do that. That's that's going to take a big load off of KD and let him do what he does best, and that's put the ball through the hole. So I'm telling you, like I don't see where either team lost. It's just going to be who benefits more. Yeah, I don't think it's a lopsided trade. I don't agree with with some of the um, talking heads who making it seem like one team clearly one over the other. It's not a lopsided trade. It's a good trade for both teams. But for me, the reason Philly wins this trade is pretty clear. And that's because Brooklyn didn't want to trade James Harden. All week, we kept hearing from Steve Nash, we're not trading Harden, we're not trading Harden. Harden forced their hand to make this deal. So if you're the team that didn't want to make the trade and then ultimately was persuaded to make the trade, to me, you already lost. They, They did well, though. Don't get me wrong. You get Ben back, as you guys both highlighted, all NBA defense, a guy who's going to fit in because of what he can do as a point forward. Now Kyrie can play off the ball more. KD doesn't have to defend as much. It gives him a lot of lineup versatility now. So I like that. I love Seth Curry being a part of this because that's another shooter now out there with those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how Drummond's going to fit in, to be honest, because they like playing Claxton as the, as the backup five with Aldridge. And I don't know if you could really play a lineup that has Drummond and Simmons in it together because you're just not going to have enough floor spacing with those two guys on the floor at the same time. Unless so that might get one, like the true one. Even if, but even if he plays the even if he plays the true one, right? Drummond is only a factor if he's in the paint. So now Ben Ben isn't a threat when he's outside the paint either. You're going to sag off him. So now it's like now you have all this congestion where 
where does KD get the, is, is KD just catching the ball at the three-point line or at the elbow and then trying to create space, navigating around these two guys? I think you could play Drummond. I just don't know if you could play him with Simmons. That That's just the way I view it. I think you're going to have to get, like, kind of uh, creative with the lineups there. But, again, Ben's versatility gives you that type of flexibility because if you want to go small, you could play KD at the five and Ben at the four and keep Curry – Kyrie and maybe uh, Bruce Brown as another defender on the floor. Now you have all this floor spacing for Ben to go to work. So you could do some things. Um, Like I said, it's not a lopsided trade at all. But again, the Nets didn't want to make this trade. This is not the trade they wanted. They were hoping to hold on. When we had Scoop on the show, he said himself, ultimately the Nets would like to let the season play out, win a championship, and then figure it out from there. James forced their hand. James basically told them, I'm not happy here, and I'm probably going to leave this offseason so y'all can lose me for nothing or make this deal right now. And if I'm Philly, again, Ben wasn't going to play for you. Yeah. He he was not going to play this year at all to trip point. So now you're able to get him off the team. Now you increase the production you would have gotten from him anyway. Curry is going to hurt, but I have a feeling they're going to pick up uh, somebody who, who's probably a buyout guy as another shooter. They still got enough shooting because you still got Danny Green. You still got Thibault. You still got Maxi. So, to me, Philly is loaded. They're in a great position. Brooklyn's got more things to figure out from this trade. It looks good on paper, but we can't forget, we've been on live several times together, fellas. We still don't know what we get from Kyrie. Is Kyrie – we still only get 50% Kyrie? Yeah. Is Ben fully engaged now? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, is, is Ben all the way engaged with this? And how is he going to handle the pressure – of trying to play for a championship. Because if you can't handle when when Joel and Doc was criticizing you, KD ain't going to take it no easy on you. KD's up against the clock. They got to win now. Yeah. Well, I would hope for Ben Simmons' sake... I I, I would hope for Ben Simmons' sake uh, that he does come back. And I think he will. I think now that he's going to be in a whole new environment, I think that he does... You know, get back to just playing ball and trying to kind of move past everything that went on in Philly. Now that he's uh, he's up uh, out of there, um, I want to share this with you. Somebody sent this to me over the wire. It's, it's a rumor. I don't know. Again, I don't have the hundred percent confirmations on this, but they were saying that there was you know a little bit of a issue developing between Kyrie and James Harden because you know James wasn't in shape and Kyrie kept busting his ass in practice when they was playing one on one. And um, I, and I guess at one point Kyrie called them washed, and then you know that kind of just caused a little bit of friction there, and the, and then now you know and then, then Harden wanted to, wanted to trade out and get up out of there. So I don't listen again. I don't have the confirmations on that. That's just that's just a rumor somebody sent me, but it does make a little bit of sense if you think about it. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, and supposedly and yeah, it came it's, from it's, an executive. In, in, in I'm not saying it's not. See, I heard there was. I heard James was. Uh, yes, that would play right into what you said, Trip. Because I heard James was beefing with Kyrie because Kyrie was so sometimey. Like, you know, what I'm saying with not not getting a shot and not being available for these games, and that games, and that there was a, some animosity there. Like that's like, bro, this ain't. You know, what I'm saying we I, I, we we were supposed to be playing. You know, what I'm saying all of us together. Yeah, and with with the way it played out, but then if it like if that's true, then that makes me believe what Trip said even more. You know what I'm saying? Because that kind of stuff, 
you know what I'm saying? It builds. They around, you around your teammates so much. Yeah. That kind of stuff builds and boils over, you know, so I, I believe it. Well, I mean, like, let's look at the timeline of all this. And something that Sean Marks kind of said during the, the press conference today stuck out to me because he stated that James, you know, kind of let them know that he just didn't like the way things were going with the organization. So James forced his way to Brooklyn. He went to Brooklyn. He was the guy that everyone said had to adjust his game to fit with Kyrie and KD. And he did. He became the, the point guard pretty much on the team last year. KD went down. James Harden was playing like an MVP. And then James Harden got hurt towards the season, came back in the playoffs, wasn't 100%, tweaks the hamstring again, but then comes back in the Milwaukee series. And as, as Will, as you said many times, if KD wore the right shoe size, they probably win a championship last year and we're not even having this discussion. Facts. So from James' point of view, it, from James' point of view, he might be feeling like, yo, I've been making sacrifices for this thing to work. Now, on the flip side, Kyrie was taking days off last year. Before, before the vaccine, let's not forget, Kyrie was not coming to games and not even telling Steve Nash he wasn't coming to games. He was like, no call, no show. <laughs> right? Then this year, this year rolls around. The organization makes all these sacrifices for Kyrie because they're trying to figure out a way to get Kyrie to play. But everybody else is on board with what they got to do, and everybody else is showing up ready to play. Brandon Harden wasn't in the best shape, so we're not going to ignore the fact that he did look a little chubbier this season than he, than he probably even looked last season, yeah. right? But he still played, though. Harden was on the court. Absolutely. Now you make, again, concessions for Kyrie. After you tell Kyrie, we're not going to allow part-time players, we're not going to do this, then you bend to Kyrie again and say, now nah, you know what, we are going to bring you back. You can play only road games. So no, if I'm no, Harden, I'm going to be pissed, too. Hold on, Eric, let me ask you this. Do you do you feel differently if KD is the one that makes that call and says, "Listen, we need Kyrie here. Let's try to figure out something so that we can get him back." Does that would that change how you feel? Nah, I'm, of course it doesn't because we know KD had to give the okay on that. Yeah. Just like KD had to give the okay on his trade. Like, let's not fool ourselves either. They there is no way. That Sean Marks pulls the trigger on this deal unless KD says I'm all, I'm all right with that. Yeah, the there's no KD, way because you not they talk. Not, yeah, did you KD see the draft? They right. talked before the All Star draft. Did you yeah. see it? Did you Did you guys watch the draft? The All Star draft. Uh, I, I just saw I just saw that little clip. The the end little clip. <laughs> yeah, well, he, I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw the clips. He wasn't trying to pick uh, Harden on his team. LeBron was picking everybody. Yeah, that else. was comedy. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. That was common. You know KD Petty. But <laughs> you know I, I get I get Yeah, but I, I get the frustration though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all that's all I, I look at it like I get the frustration if I'm parting because I came here to win a championship. And y'all playing yeah. games. And let's not let's not yeah, let's not fool ourselves either. For as much talent as the Nets is rolling out, the Nets is up against the clock. This is year three of of Kyrie K D. They ain't even been to an Eastern Conference championship yet. Yeah. Let so the finals. now KD already, KD already, KD already locked in long term. Kyrie still ain't signed his extension. 
and, and Trip, you and I spoke separately about this. We were saying they were in a position where they got real awkward this summer if Kyrie and Harden didn't resign yeah. and KD would have been the only one still left there. Like, oh, this this ain't what I came here for. <laughs> yeah, facts. And then and then and then he go and then he said, you know what? Let me go on home. Let me stop bullshit and go on home. <laughs> like Eric, he said, LeBron went home twice, man. Let me go on home. Well, he's still on the contract, so he can't do that. Plus, he's trying to—he's trying to win championships, so he ain't gonna do—he ain't gonna do that now. That's crazy. He was gonna force a trade. He was gonna force a trade for Bradley Bill. He was gonna force a trade for Bradley Bill. Go to DC. Nah, you keep him down Yo, there. Oh, um, let's, let's let's wrap up on on the NBA talk. Let's get into NFL talk because obviously it's Super Bowl weekend, man. We it is what it is. We we've gotten here. We we finally made it. Unfortunately, is it is the last game of the season. You know, it's bittersweet, but we we're here, man. And and it's a Super Bowl that no one. Predicted. No one knew this. Uh, no one had the Bengals getting this far. Some people had the Rams getting this far, but here they are. Rams, Bengals going down Sunday. Trip. I'm gonna start with you. Um, give me. Let's let's start off with a couple of things because I want to get your guys' uh, potential. Who who could win this game? Who could be the MVP of this game? Let me get your unsung hero. So let me start with, with your pick for the game, Trip. Pick for the game. Um, going with the same team. I I picked the. Uh... In the championship game, the, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm taking them uh, at home for the win. What else you got for me, Eric? Simple as that. <laughs> well, that's all you got. That's it. That's it. Oh, you want me to tell, you want me to tell the MVP though? I'm gonna tell you right now, Eric. And um, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this guy because we put him to the task, and he showed up and showed out. Every step of the way, I'm saying the Rams win this game 35 to 20. And Matthew Stafford is the MVP. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. Congratulations on being offensive rookie of the year, even though I thought it should have been Mac Jones. But I rock with both of those guys. But they have not seen anything like what they're about to see right now on the defensive end of that football. They have not seen, you know, people are, are talking about Aaron Donald, like they're trying to push him to be not even just the, the, the best player in the league right now, but one of the greatest defensive players of all time. You got to go against that man. You got to go against uh, Von Miller. You got to go against Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, so I just think I think it's too much. And then on the other side of that, it's not just like, oh, you just playing the, the best defense in, in the league. No, you're playing a hell of an offense. So you're playing one of the top offenses in football right now. Offensive player of the year, uh, Cooper Cup. You know, Matthew Stafford has always been a good quarterback. You know, it just unfortunately he was on a lot of bad Detroit teams that didn't make it to the playoffs. So we just didn't know what he could do in the playoffs. But he's continued to excel every game. And then we're going to throw in a wild card. The most notable player in this Super Bowl, formerly of the New York Giants, formerly of the of the uh, Cleveland Browns, now of the Los Angeles Rams, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr., I think he's going to show out in this game. He's, I think Odell is going is to put on in this game, and he's going to cap off for all of the – all of the haters, all the naysayers and talkers that had something to say on how the whole Cleveland situation worked out, he's gonna he's he's coming to play ball. He's gonna show and prove once again, 
And I think the Rams, like, I, I, I think they control this game. Thirty-five. Thirty-five twenty, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Woo. That's a boring Super Bowl right there. Well, what you got for me? I'm I'm be eating all the wings if it's like that. <laughs> I mean every wing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get your wings on, man. Flats, <laughs> no, you're not you don't you don't do the flats. <laughs> oh me or what? Oh, drums? Oh, I'm a I'm a drummy guy. Yeah, I'll say Will Will don't do the flats. Yeah, I, don't, I don't roll with the flats, man. <laughs> <laughs> the flats, man. It's uh, Will, skin and fat on flats. Who you going with? Go ahead. Who who you going with in the Super Bowl? Uh, and who you have getting MVP? <sighs> like just like before, I ain't make my pick till about two hours ago. Cause I mean, I was going back and forth. I don't, I don't have, I don't have it being no blowout like Trip got it. Like Trip got that thing over at halftime. It sounded like with that fifteen point blowout. And like when you look at it, everything points to the Rams, right? Like you got the defensive line for the Rams with everything Trip said about Aaron Donald. Against one of the worst offensive lines in the league, they gave up nine sacks in a game. In a playoff game, they gave up nine sacks that they won, which is you know what I'm saying that's. <laughs> I mean, we talk like that's the thing. We keep everybody keeps talking about this line, this defensive line against this offensive line, but this offensive line is in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? This Rams defensive line is not the first good defensive line that they're going to be facing. And you know, somehow they keep winning. They're, they're here. You know? And this playoffs? Somehow they've been able to make plays. Huh? You think they faced a defensive line that's anywhere close to that one in this playoffs? Because I don't think they Maybe faced not nothing close one. to that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not like that one. Because we're talking but... about that's got to be the best defensive line in football, and they played the Chiefs. Um, we, you know, what I'm saying outside of um, Jones, damn, you know, what I'm saying. Who, I don't think they played. Who was that first? What was that first it, game? It was, it was the Raiders, uh, right? Uh, they played the they played the Raiders. Raiders. They, beat, they, they beat the Raiders. Got a good yeah, that line. line. They, they beat the Raiders. Who got, got a good dude on that line? They got that white dude on the. I forget his name. Um, Crosby yeah, on one yeah, side, and they yeah, got him yeah, on the other side. Yeah, they got a little line. But my point is, even I mean, out like if you look at their regular season, they still. I mean, they got they made it to the playoffs with that shit line, and they made it to the Super Bowl with that shit line. So now, it, I mean, like I said, everything points to the Rams. You got the D line again, but see, I think the Rams defense is overrated. Personally, I think they. I think <laughs> the defense as a whole. I think they got individuals, but it's not. It's, ain't nobody putting this Rams defense in no conversations of a great defense of all time, or or even in, uh, you know what I'm saying. Nobody's gonna be like, remember them, remember them, uh, O one Rams, that O one Rams D. Am I right? Uh, uh, either one of you ever gonna have that? You, say those words. You the first person I've next, ever like, heard say they're team. overrated. No. I'm just saying well, they got a bunch of they got great individuals, but, but we only we only but we only we only start to classify 
why defenses, particularly defenses, is all-time great if they win the Super Bowl. Because True. before the playoff run last year, we didn't Tampa's defense didn't grade out as as great. And then they had a good playoff run, and then we started talking about them differently. We started talking about uh, you know, David and White and their front four. We started talking about them differently. When the Giants went on them two Super Bowl runs, their defense wasn't graded out high before the playoffs, but by the end of the playoffs, we started talking about Justin Tuck and OCU Manure completely different. So that could be the case for the Rams. We also can't forget, too, that football's played differently now, too, Will. Like, you can't be as physical defensively as teams of the, of the past. Like, that 2000 Ravens team was able to mug receivers at the line of scrimmage. You can't do that no more. So, you, you, got, you know, you got to let guys get a few weeks. But doesn't that kind of play to Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, of course. But I'm just saying in terms of when we talk about, like, defenses and being dominant, because the game now is, is more flag football so with – yeah. yeah, it's more flag football. Like, the receivers got to get a clean break off the line. You can't touch them after five yards. You know what I'm saying? There's no hand fighting down the field. And then the receiver knows, like, when I come across the middle, I don't have to worry about getting knocked out. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying, as a team defense, I just don't – like, Aaron Donald, superb. Jalen Ramsey, incredible. Everybody else, pretty good. Oh, well, Von, we, Von Miller? Pretty good. Those guys are pretty good. Von Miller's just pretty good? But I wouldn't say, who? Von Miller, he's just, just pretty good? He's pretty good. <laughs> but, I mean, this ain't, this, ain't Denver, this ain't Denver Von Miller no more. He's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's, he's pretty good. But your safety was playing Madden three weeks ago and was – Led your team in tackles last time you got on the field. I mean, they got good guys. I just don't. They not. I don't think they're scary as a defense. And on the other side, Cincinnati offensively, this kid Burrow, man, he's it's something different about him. And I and he 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 fooled me because I thought I I thought he was just hype coming into the league. I was like, man, because because he had so many. Weapons at his at his disposal at uh at LSU. I was like, eh, how good is he really? You know, but man, if you got a guy that's gonna get hit a lot, like you know, with by Vaughn and by Donald, that's probably the quarterback you want is him because he's the, he'll get up and, yeah. and he's not rattled. He, you know, what I'm saying it, nothing rattles this kid. Totally agree. He, and he just to gets up, brushes himself off, and calls the next play. You know what I'm saying? And somehow they've been able to make plays. Like, you, we sleep on their offense. Receivers, you got uh, you got Jamar, who's killing it. You got uh, Higgins. Higgins, who's a beast. Really and well. then you got yeah. Tyler Boyd, who was slept on. Is very slept on. Uh, Joe Mixon can dominate a game if he wants to. He can, but I don't see him and, dominating this, this Rams team, though. <laughs> Because I don't think he's had – has he had more than 70 yards in this playoffs in a game? The game the game against Kansas City, he had 21 rushes for 81 yards. Okay. 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 So, you got you're – you're, you're taking Cincinnati. What, what's the score? I, you got? I made my pick. 
Oh, I thought you was leaning that way. You was leaning that no, way. No, I was just saying. I said everything points to the ram. I'm, I'm still, you know, I ain't, I ain't, I make my pick. I'm just saying. The way it was sound, it was like I ain't all that. Hold on, hold on, don't, don't, nah, don't do that. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying everything points to the Rams <laughs> on paper. So then. Like what I was saying about Cincinnati with their weapons, they do have guys I think that can make plays against this defense. They've been making plays. They in the Super Bowl. That's what I like. Every every criticism I hear about Cincinnati, my rebuttal to all of them has been, but they in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're here though. So somehow, against all odds, they've been able to find a way. No, it's just that. Like, the way I think they got a good shot is you'll say, okay, is this stage too big for Joe Burrow? I think the answer is absolutely not. No. Yeah, like, like so. remember when he said, remember when he said, I played in the SEC, it's louder, you know? Yeah. And that, now what? You know, people people are like, oh, yeah, do you going to see? Oh you, oh, you, oh, oh, you think this college? And then now here they are in the Super Bowl. Everybody's quiet now. On the other side, Matthew Stafford's never been here, fellas. You know what I'm saying? This is the farthest he's been in his career as well. He hasn't been under this pressure. And that Bengals defense could come at you as well. You know? If who who handles the big moments in the pressure better? It's gonna be a big decider in this game. Unless one unless one team or the other can get out in front. I think that if, if if it comes down to a quarterback duel, I don't know, Rams. I don't know. I agree with what you said but about I got, Stafford. But I got to – oh, go ahead. I agree with what you said about Stafford, but he does have something going in his favor, the fact that the Rams have home field advantage, which is – obviously we don't see that happen every day. Do they, But that, that is going to be a Do benefit to – to Matthew Stafford, that's gonna. And be I, I'm gonna get to it when I get to, when I get when I get to my prediction. I do believe that home field plays a fact, and I'll tell you why. But again, I'm gonna let you finish. Well, do they though? Uh, this is Los Angeles. They, I mean, it's been 50-50 at least in that building all year. So, do they have a home field advantage? This Bowl, is a corporate though. event. It's a, and exactly, and it's corporate. It's eighty percent of them fans is going to be corporate, who probably don't even care. You know what I'm saying? It's going. You see, you see them ticket prices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Super yeah, Bowl is a corporate event. The Super Bowl. It's not. It's not. It's not it's not Yo, Troy's in, the, Troy's in the comments. He said, you going on this long dissertation to only take the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I got, you know, I got, I got, I got <laughs> Shawan, shout out to Troy. Wait, 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 Troy. This guy, Troy, man, he cracked Now you got to take man. the Bengals now, just because just of that. See, now I got, yeah, now I'm like, all right, let me, scratch <laughs> my nose out. Look, shit. just take the Bengals, like, but put the no, Rams on the team. No, the reason, look, it comes down. Who you going with? Go. It's going to come down, I think it's going to come down to X's and O's. Because I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And I got more trust in Sean McVay's X's and O's than I do, uh, I can't even remember his name. You know what I'm saying? Zach Taylor. 
<laughs> Zach Taylor, yeah. I got more. Like, I think I think it's a better staff in Los Angeles than it is in Cincinnati. Well, I think when it comes down to – because I think it's going to be a close game. I think it might be like a – well, I'll give you my score in a minute. But I think it's going to be a close game, and I think when it comes down to those critical moments, I trust McVay and his staff more than I do Zach Taylor and his staff. So I'm going to have to go Rams, Troy. Um, <laughs> shout out to Troy, man. I'm going to go Rams. Yeah, shout out to Troy. I'm going to go Rams. And I'm going 31-26. Bro, you, you copying off my sheet, man. <laughs> that was not your score, bro. I promise you that was my score. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it, though. I promise you that was my score. 31-26. I think there's going to be moments in this game where it's going to be a shootout. Um, I don't think either team is going to be able to run the ball on the other one. Because as you mentioned, the Bengals, they, they can get after you. They, they're really good against the run. You saw what they did against Derrick Henry. For some reason, they were struggling against the run against Kansas City, but Kansas City went away from running the ball, so it didn't matter. Um, we know Cam Akers is struggling with the fumble, so... I think McVeigh's going to be very cautious with putting the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. I think their secondary can be exposed because I just don't see – they're not taking away Cup and Odell. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to have a big game on Sunday. So I think McVeigh's going to trust the passing game. Uh, on the flip side, I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to run the ball against the Rams' front seven, but they might have some success um, as long as they don't I, – I don't, I don't think it would be too smart to keep testing Jalen Ramsey – because they was talk that they may just keep attacking if he goes on, on chase. I think you got to be selective there. You don't want Ramsey to kind of ruin your game plan and kind of fluster you. So I think at some points it's going to air it out. It's going to have moments where it's going to turn into a shootout. Um, but to the point of home field, I, I don't think we can overlook that because this is a Ram team that was just in the Super Bowl three years ago. So they know what to expect. They know about the halftime delays. They know about the preparation for the game. I don't think any of this game is going to be too big for them and Sean McVay. He's going to have them prepared for every aspect of this game, to your point, Will, about the coaching staff. Whereas for the Bengals, this is your third straight road game. Every game is getting bigger and bigger. Last week or two weeks ago, I thought that was like their emotional win. They were down big. They had moments where they should have lost that game, but they found a way to win it. And by beating the Chiefs and beating the big dog in the AFC, it's almost like that was already your Super Bowl. Nobody expected us to even win that game. We won that game. Now you got to emotionally get up again for a Super Bowl for a Super Bowl game in LA. I think that's where they have a little bit of trouble there as well. The Bengals also have caught a lot of breaks in these playoffs. We can't overlook that because the whistle in the Raiders game might have changed the outcome of that game. Tannehill throwing three disgusting interceptions when the Titans had a chance to win that game, and then the Chiefs for whatever reason not staying balanced in Mahomes going crazy, along with the two possessions inside the five-yard line, that if the Chiefs just get points, if they get three points on both those possessions, the Chiefs win in regulation. That game never even goes to overtime. The Bengals also got to be better in the red zone. The Bengals got to be better in the red zone. Even though the Bengals in the Super Bowl, they've only scored five touchdowns these playoffs. Everything else has been field goals, and I don't think you can win a Super Bowl by just relying on your kicker to just keep kicking. They're going to have to get it going a little bit more this time. I think there's a tough task for them, man. Their O-line is bad. And to your point, Will, yeah, they got this far. 
But I think that has more to do with this season in general. We've known all season that there was no one pure dominant team. We felt there was a crapshoot going into the playoffs, and this is why we ended up with this matchup. Everybody was pretty even, and it was a matter of who could just do enough to get there. So they're here now, but they're going to have to figure out a way to block Aaron Donald, block Vaughn Miller. Even though he ain't great no more, like you said, he's still a very good player. You still got to block Leonard Floyd. So I, I think it gets a little tougher for them this week. And I, I wonder how they come out to start this game. Do they come out a little tight? Do they struggle early on as they try to adjust to the setting and then maybe get it going in the second and third quarter? But I like I do like the Rams, man, and I, I got that same score, to be honest. 31-26, which means the Rams will cover the spread and which means the, the score would go over. Either way, I'm okay with your, you guys' score or my score. As long as I get a touchdown out of, out of Jamal Chase, Odell, and Cup, I'm good. Oh, and my my MVP? Yeah. I'm going with uh I'm going with Cup. I was gonna I was gonna say Cup too, but I'm a I have a feeling that they may give him a lot of double coverage and Odell goes off and then some of the backs get some stuff. So I think Stafford's gonna win it. I think Stafford's is gonna win it. The numbers are gonna look good. We know already too, it's a, it's a it's an award based for quarterbacks. Unless somebody, unless the quarterback has a terrible game and somebody else really goes off like a running back, which I don't expect to happen, it nine times out of ten is going to the quarterback. So I think Stafford's gonna get it. Yeah. My backup, my backup plan was Ramsey. Because I think Ramsey could could have a like a interception and like a forced fumble type uh game. He, he'd have to have two interceptions yeah. and a touchdown to get MVP though. You don't, you don't think an interception and a forced fumble could get it? It could. If, it, if it's a close game, it, he, it could. Well, I guess yeah, if it's to win the game, maybe, then yeah, I guess. But I just think they're going to want they're gonna want more, especially because I think that, you know, Stafford is still going to have to throw a couple of touchdowns. You know what I mean? So in order for him to, to, to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it would it, it, be tough for Jalen Ramsey. If it's, if it's a low-scoring game, and and those two turnovers are pivotal, then he'll get it. Because it'll be similar to remember when Larry Brown won it for Dallas when they beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because that was a low scoring game. And he had those two interceptions that pretty much put Pittsburgh away. So if it's in that scenario, yeah, it's possible he could. But if it's if it's the scores that we're expecting it, where all three of us are saying the Rams are gonna score 30 points, then it's gotta be either Stafford, Cup, or or possibly Odell. Maybe you know, like, what if what if Odell catches nine passes for a buck ten and he throws a touchdown? Ooh, yeah, Listen, he, he can't do that. He it's very possible. That, for it's, sure. it's very possible just because, like you said, Eric, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of dub, double co- coverage on Cup. So it's very possible that Odell could finish the game with 110 yards, a touchdown, maybe some rushing yards. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's possible Odell could get it, too. Yeah. But, hey, hey, just like I say with uh, – you know, with Cincinnati, like, what? but they still here. Cooper Cup again, double teamed all year. Yeah, that's a fact. So, you know what I'm saying? So he double teamed him again. He still, yeah. It don't matter. He's still yeah. out there eating. Yeah, to, to me, you know, and I, I don't want to overlook because I, I mentioned some of the breaks that the Bengals caught. We know the Rams caught some breaks as well, mm-hmm. specifically that dropped interception in the Niner game. Yes. But the fact that they was playing the Niners, the fact that they playing the Niners for the third time and the Niners still couldn't stop Cooper Cup is what makes me think that the Rams offense is going to eat. And they because have an elite defense. When you look at the numbers, they not only have elite defense, like I said, 
this is their third time. There was nothing new that Cooper Cup was doing. They just couldn't stop him. Yeah, and then that good. once they started triple teaming over there, it was like Odell was just getting one on ones on the other side. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's why to me, I feel like they're gonna eat in this game, man. They they gonna get theirs against that Cincinnati defense. You know what? I ain't gonna do it. But you just brought up you bringing up that drop interception from the 49ers. If that dude could catch you, the every narrative, every narrative will be the exact opposite of what it is right now. We talking about Boy. Matthew Stafford be, being able to be a Super Bowl MVP. Where if that dude could catch, we we still be calling him uh, Pat Stafford. You know what I'm saying? Still standing up, Pat Stafford, and doing nothing and coming up empty in big spots. But if that dude could catch a football to hit him. You see this Wizards logo? If he could catch a football to hit him in this logo with nobody around him, it would be a completely different narrative. That's how that's how crazy sports is, man. Well, yeah, that's I mean, how it, stories it, go. It, 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 it almost it almost makes me want to pick Cincinnati because I'm like, well, damn, you know what? The Rams shouldn't even really really should they be here? Really should they be here with that ferocious defense? Should we, they be here? You can say the same, but hold on. That had nothing to do with their defense because their defense. You know I'm, I'm just saying, it's still as ferocious as the defense is. If that dude could catch, they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. And that's, I forgot all about that. And I, I'm not trying to throw y'all a curveball or nothing like that. And I'm, no, I'm, it almost saying, makes I'm me want to pick Cincinnati. It almost makes me want to pick them. And the, those and are the two same regard, if Kansas too. City can Jesse Bates ain't dropping that. If, if, Kansas City <laughs> goal, if Kansas City kicks a field goal before halftime, they probably put the Bengals away early, and we're not even talking about the Bengals. No, no, that's different. That's 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 a choice. That was a choice. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not that was that was that's just a blunder. I'm, that was what a I'm choice. debating is those are the moments in the game that change everything. That interception doesn't end the game. Because remember the, the Rams it still probably changes. It probably changes the ending. It was like five minutes left. Event, no, it was more time than that. It was about eight minutes left. And oh, the, 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 sure yeah, because if you look back, they after that Odell makes two big catches. They go down the field and score. San Fran's coming back down the other way. If anything, the choice hurt the Niners the most was they had that fourth and one, and they didn't go for it, and they punted it away and never got the ball back. If the Niners would have stayed aggressive. And the Niners was running the ball. If then if the Niners would have stayed aggressive and they get that first down, they probably get an opportunity to, to put the game away. But instead, they give the ball back. See, that's why we. That's why I guess we can't do this because had they made that interception, then momentum swings. Right. No. No. You know I, so you know what I'm saying. So then it's probably they probably do continue to run the ball. And, yeah. You know, that's why we can't even do that. I right. Guess. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's but, a I, but what I can do is think to myself now you. And now I'm second guessing Matthew Stafford <laughs> in the big moment because that was a big moment right there, and that was a horrible. I mean, like wow, you know. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna stay with. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, gonna, that's I'm not that's stay, not the first time. The that's not that's not the first time a guy dropped a can't miss interception, and it it changes the outcome of a game. You know what I mean? Like it, it, this, it this, this should go to the thing. This should go to that thing, though. This ain't week but, six. But you know happens. what I mean? Guys, <laughs> all right. So guys, when chip shot field goals, and they don't go. I'm not, but check it, right? 
I'm not, I'm going to give an example. And I'm not comparing Matthew Stafford to this particular guy. I'm just giving an example. Tom Brady threw three interceptions in the second half of the NFC Championship game last year. And if Green Bay could have just scored one time in that fourth quarter, they win the game, right? We, everybody focused on the pass interference, but everybody conveniently forgot that they picked off Tom Brady three times in the second half and didn't convert any of those. Two weeks later, Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl and he looks damn near perfect. Kansas City don't even come close to intercepting him. And, and again, the narrative, we don't even think about how bad he played in the NFC Championship game. If Stafford comes out Sunday, if Stafford comes out Sunday and throws for 325 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, we're not going to say, damn, if, if he would have <laughs> caught that interception, we're like, yo, if we moved on, that's it. Yeah, it's over with. And not to mention, not to mention, as many times as Jimmy G didn't hit a defender in the chest and they didn't catch it. Facts. Facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, I think I think I think we're gonna have a good a good one. It's gonna be a lot of wings, so a lot of biz. It's gonna be. Yeah, I'm smoking some wings for this thing. I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going down. It's gonna gonna be a great game. Before we wrap up, one last thing I want to get from you guys. Give me one unsung hero that might emerge from this game, because every year we get that one guy that nobody was paying attention to that he delivers on this stage. On offense or defense? You want me to go first? Trip, you can start this one off. You kick this one off. Oh, Will, Will, kick, Will, kick this one off because Trip is still thinking. So, go ahead. I'll probably go uh, Tyler Boyd. Or, you know, receiver for the Bengals because I think uh, Jamar and Higgins going to get a lot of attention. And I just think he, work, he's, he works the middle of the field uh, very well. And I think that's the one area that the Rams can get got is in those gaps, like in between the in between the hash marks. So I and that's where he works best. And um, if the Bengals have a chance to win it, then I think he'd be the unsung hero for them. And then for on the other side for the Rams, um, I think you might have to go Weddle because. Coming off that couch, he he's been making plays for that defense, and uh, he's a, he's a safety that can make plays in run support and in the passing game. And like like I said, I don't think they're a great team defense. I think they have a, good, a lot of good individuals, but I think at safety, like we've seen it before, safeties in the Super Bowl do have opportunities to make plays. We've seen a safety win and repeat. MVP before, so I think he can uh, end up being, you know, it's not somebody you would expect. That's what you asked, you know. Unsung, I say weather. Trip. Um, if all right, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say say on the Rams on the Rams side. Um, I would I'm I'm gonna say Cam Akers. I think that he he has he has a pretty good game for the Rams, and this one I think you know I think he is able to get past the fumbles. And I think he actually has a solid game for the Rams, and and it helps them win because they don't have to just focus solely on the pass. I think he's going to allow the opportunity to to spread out the offense. Um, and then on the, on the the defensive uh, side of the football, um, I'm going to go with uh, with, with uh, Darius Williams. 
Um, just because I know uh, Jalen Williams is going to have his hands full with with Jamar Chase, um, and they're probably going to throw some 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 extra coverage on on that side of the field uh, as well. So I think that on during the times where Joe Burrow has to go to the to the opposite side, I think uh, Williams is going to. I think he'll he'll be a, a huge piece for the Rams to to help shut that side of the field down. I like that. Yeah, those are those are good ones. I'm gonna go. Um, so I'm gonna go Sony Michelle because I think there's an opportunity as we talked about with, with with all the attention on the outside. Sony Michelle might be able to come in. I wouldn't be surprised he comes in and you see him get five or six catches out the backfield as a, as a safety blanket uh, on the Bengal side of things. Like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout. A lot of passing. Trey Hendrickson, the defensive end. I think he had like 14 or 15 sacks this year. If if he's a game wrecker in this game, then that really helps out the Bengals secondary. Like I said, they're going to have their hands full with those receivers. So if he's able to cause some havoc, get to Matthew Stafford, force him to throw the ball a little quicker than he wants to, maybe that might be the difference for the Bengals. So those are the two guys I'm going with. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need that. With that being said, fellas, wait, hold on, really, really they, quick. they got to, like I said. Before before we get up out of here, I, I did have a question for Will. Um, I wanted to know, did you put your pre order in for the new Commanders uh, jersey? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> hey, I bought. Hey, Trip, I bought my pops a hat. Oh, you don't say. I so, did so, order a hat. Okay, so you still you still supporting the team? Not for me. It's for my dad, man. He he's you know he he don't got he don't, nothing to do with me. You don't like he, no other team. You could have you could have spent he, that money on another team. Be a Washington fan. He 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 gonna always be a Washington fan. He old he old. So I had to get him. You know. Yeah, they not know, changing he, he's like that. Seventy eight, little fan. Yeah, they not he's changing. Seventy eight years old. You know. So I had to get him. I had to get him the the fresh. It, it, I can't lie. The hat do kind of look sweet. It's a <laughs> black fitted with the big the big uh, W outline with the white. It's kind of cold, so I, I did go ahead and order that for you know, just to get them started, you know, for uh, for the with the new franchise and all. But yeah, I will not be supporting. You ain't gonna no get the Chase uh, Chase Young jersey. <laughs> the Chase, hey, you know what? You know what's blasphemous to me? He's not even a big Chase fan. Not even a big Chase fan. Yeah, you know I can't. Let's not even go there. Waste Young. I mean, I ain't gonna talk about Waste Young. Waste of a pick. If you look at it, you if you go on uh, Fanatics, right, and you click on Washington Commanders, the first thing that comes up is a number 21 Commanders jersey. I was like, who the hell is – I know they didn't give out Sean's number. It's a Sean Taylor Commanders jersey, man. What? Wait, I'm like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, that's... He never played for no commanders? That's crazy. I don't, yeah. I, 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 both of y'all, when we get off here, go to fanatics.com and just click on Washington Commanders and look at the first... It's the first item that pops up as a Sean Taylor Commanders jersey. That's crazy. What? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Dance that shouldn't night, exist. Last night on his bullshit. That should not exist. He was not a commander, and I bet you it's gonna be Gumps buying that, buying the shit out of that. It's pro- it's pe- for the love of the game. I'm look, I'm looking at y'all right now. For the love of the game, I know it's gonna be some of y'all that's gonna buy that Sean Taylor commander's <laughs> jersey. 
And if I find out and and I see a picture of you in it, you might get expelled from the group. <laughs> well, I'm not even giggling, man. Look, look, hey. Let me get real close up. Yo. If you think about wearing that punk ass shit in next in my group, <laughs> nah, bro. We don't do that. We don't do that. Oh, so, man. so two things. First, we're gonna put it out there. If y'all already ordered that Sean Taylor commander jersey, make sure y'all post that picture so we'll can see it. <laughs> post, uh, I dare you. I dare you. The funniest shit. The funniest shit in all the debates about the the name. Is I believe it was Al Williams who put in there. He gave the nickname or the the the, the new chant, because you know before he used to be hell to the Redskins, he said let's go commando. That shit oh, is yeah, yeah, let's go commando. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny commando. Yeah, yo, yo now, this is this uh, radio show I listen to every day, and I ain't gonna shout them out because they ain't paying us, but they've been saying. They've been trying to get this thing going. That where they trying to get all the fans to go commando to the first game. <laughs> like you just what? gotta, you got a stadium full of people with no draws on. All right, I'm gonna say full. It's, we we all talking about Washington, so I'm gonna say a stadium full of people. Because that's, that's that's weird in itself. Uh, yeah, I don't. It might be. It might be forty thousand, and then it's supposed to hold seventy something. But so I can't say a full of people, because that's how it goes in Washington. That's crazy, bro. Let's go, Commando. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> fellas, again, another another great we, episode. We, we can't go out on Let's Go Commando, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be what we need to finish up the show. We can't go out on that, man. We. That's how we finish out the yeah, show. We, we need to do the Lord's Prayer or something. We can't go out on Come- <laughs> Let's Go Commercial. <laughs> That's yeah. the new sign off. Sir, yes, sir. Another great episode. Enjoy the games, man. Shout out for the love of the game. Shout out Troy Perry. He sent us some questions. We put up a poll as well. The poll's going to stay up there. That way anybody could put in there. Uh, they answer all their questions for tonight's episode. And I'll see you guys again next week, man. My main man, Trip Young. My main man, Will Gordon. I am Eric Sanchez. We out of here. Peace. Hey, you already know who it is. It's your boy, Charlie Clips. Harlem all day, every day, even when we outside. We still in the building. And you already know what it is, man. Real fans, real talk. Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought.